Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, I blended all the words into one, but how are you doing? <laughs> well done, mate. I'm very proud of you. It's very late where you are. Certified Japanopadapadapal. <laughs> Terrible. Well, I think the most, the most pertinent thing is that I'm not a uh, top London radio DJ. Uh, from from next week, I'm actually leaving my radio station. Chris, so it's going to be you're going to have to change your intro. You're going to have to change that stock intro you've got Whoa. in your head. <laughs> but that that intro is the Abroad in Japan podcast. Without that 10 second intro, yeah. we're nothing. I know. How are we going to? What are we going to do? Why are you leaving? Why are you leaving your cushy <laughs> top London radio DJ job? Because, Why would you ever do that? Because the old podcasts have kind of taken off, haven't they? Everyone's bloody listening to them. So I'm just too busy and. When I was doing when I was doing the football ramble tour and stuff, I was having to take time off to do that from from Absolute Radio, and so mm. I was in a situation where I wasn't getting holiday, Chris. To be honest, I was robbing Peter oh. to pay Paul. <laughs> Poor Albert. So yeah. this, you're very much a victim of your own success to some degree. You're now going to be just doing podcasts entirely, such as Football mm. Ramble, Broad Japan, uh, Wrestle Me. Luke and Pete show. This is a good thing, though, surely, because it means you can actually come to Japan more. We can actually be the Abroad in Japan podcast a little bit more often going forward, <laughs> but, like potentially. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, there is uh, a certain uh, part of me that says I'm free, but I'm also staring through an yeah. abyss. But then there's also a big part of me that goes, I can go on holiday more. I could go to Japan more. Uh, so I should actually be over in uh, February for a few days because I think I'm going to pop into a friend wanting to go to uh, Taiwan, so I might do that for a few days, and then I'll pop into Japan for a couple of couple of days, hang out with my boy Chris. Wonderful, jolly good, jolly good <laughs> indeed. And of course, I'm coming back to the UK in a few weeks because it's the Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. I'm a horrible, bitter, sarcastic, twisted individual, but at Christmas, even I put on a smile. It is my favourite time of year. I love Christmas. Are you a Christmas person, Pete? I'm very much a Christmas person. I've never understood people who don't get into it. Maybe they've just had bad experiences, but just put it all away. Get over yourself. I was at a carol service yesterday evening, and it was a lot of fun, and oh, I wow. sang all the carols, the ones I understood anyway, uh, and I had some mulled wine, <laughs> and I had a mince pie, and all was good with the world. Wonderful. I yeah. um, Obviously, I'm still in Japan at the moment. The problem is, 
They do do Japan here. They do do, they do Japan here. They do do <laughs> Christmas uh, in Japan a little bit. It's all very commercial. You know, we have like Last Christmas playing overhead. There's a few Christmas lights going on, but it all feels mm. a little bit hollow. It all feels like there's not much depth to it. Um, I'm not a religious person, but I don't deny the religious component of Christmas makes it a little bit more appealing, a little bit more, I don't know, meaningful yeah. potentially. But anyway, I am looking forward to coming back. Uh, in about a week it's also bloody freezing in north japan we do have a little <laughs> bit of snow here i suppose that's the only good thing you can actually enjoy a white christmas in japan mm. in a way we never seem to get in the uk um so i'm excited about that but going back to the intro top london radio dj and certified certified i can't even say it certified japanophile <laughs> what are we going to call you now top I, london podcaster i, I mean to i be don't honest. know <laughs> <laughs> top London man. I mean, to be honest, I'm a little bit more worried. Top fact London that man. They've, that they've decided to um, they've decided to announce my leaving to the rest of the staff the day after the Christmas party. Uh, so it might sound like I've done something dreadful oh. at the Christmas party. <laughs> That's sad. So That's it's too just, bad. well, mm. ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening in, what should we call Pete? Send us your mm. recommendations to rawinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. What are we going to call Pete next year, starting January? Mm. He's not a top London radio DJ anymore. I've evolved like out, a Pokemon. Because I have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> evolved or, like, what's the opposite to evolution? De- evolved. Devolution. <laughs> You've evolved today. I think it's good, though. I'm excited. I was actually um, thinking about you oh. this week. I've just got back from Tokyo. I was filming several videos with the great Natsuki. Ah, uh, cool. He passes on his best wishes to you and the listeners of the podcast. But I was making... Um, I made two videos, and they're all very Pete Donaldson-inspired. The first one mm. was Retro Pac-Man, which I mentioned last week. We unboxed the uh, little Retro Pac-Man video game. It's really small. We've got two versions. One is the size of, like, a the size of, well, what's the, the size of a packet of tissues, a mm. box of tissues. And the reason I'm saying that is because there's one right next to me, because I've been blowing my nose this afternoon. But it's about the size of a, pocket, <laughs> a box of tissues. And there's an, also a smaller one, a tiny one, which is the size of a, a box of, I don't know, it's the size of... <laughs> f- f- it's mobile lit, phone. isn't it? It's lit, well, it's isn't it? You're trying to figure out how big things are. <laughs> it's too difficult. But they're both tiny, mm. and uh, we had a lot of fun with that. But the second video was also inspired by you. Mm. Uh, we know you love learning Japanese. We mm. know you love you learning your Japanese phrases. Are right. you still learning Japanese? Um, How you been doing with that recently? No, I've, uh, I've. There's, there's been a bit of a halting for the last six months. But I did what? put a, uh, I did put a kanji, a page of a kanji book onto the side of my shower, which is how I kind of learn vocab. <laughs> um, so I've learned words like. <laughs> Sunshine and evaporate and uh, emerge from an opening, wow. which is on a, everybody's exit what, signs. It's like emerge from an opening is like the standard kind of kanji for exit, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like dasu and mm. deru. What's the what's the word for sunshine? Oh, I don't know what the word is. I just know what it looks on like. On the spot it looks test, like a, looks like a little. All right, looks like a little square with two lines in it. <laughs> And if well, if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, the secret to learning, it seems, is Pete Donaldson just sticks his uh, kanji sheets up on the side of a shower curtain. Yeah. Uh, and that <laughs> seems to have worked wonders for you. You can read it while you're in the Generally. shower. Because, like, it just, it, but it Perfect. just seems like there's lots of... With two of the sun... Like the sun um, signs. Two of the sun signs seem to be um, bright or clear, prosperous. And then if there's yeah. three of them, it also seems bright and clear. It's like, just have one, guys. Come on. Get with it. How many um, 
How many kanji characters do you know now, do you reckon, out of the 2,200? Five. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Five kanji. Mm. Oh, dear. <laughs> it seems your shower curtain, shower curtain language hacking doesn't seem to be as effective no, as I thought in. it was. But the, uh, the video I worked on with Natsuki is called 25 Japanese Phrases You Need to Know. Mm. Um, and basically we just went through like 25 simple words we avoided like the real basics like mm. konnichiwa and ohayou gozaimasu and arigato and we focused more on verbs and adjectives uh, like mezurashi, natsukashi, sabeshi, saiko do you know any of those words? do you know mezurashi? Uh, no, I know natsukashi, isn't that retro? retro kind of, yeah it's uh, nostalgic right, you're yeah. feeling nostalgic so if you pick up retro Pac-Man uh, you can sort of say, oh, natsukashi, ne, natsukashi. Uh, mezurashi means rare. So yeah. if something's quite rare or unlikely or unexpected, you could sort of say, oh, that's, that's mezurashi, you know. Oh, mezurashi. Um, sabeshi. Do you know sabeshi? No. Sabeshi means lonely. So if you're sitting alone in your apartment uh, in the corner drinking a beer, then that's sabeshi, oh. lonely. What's and finally, saiko. Subarashi means great or amazing. Cool. That's a good All one. Right. It's kind of not as used as much as um, sugoi, which is like the, the word you hear on Japanese television every 10 seconds. Everything's sugoi, <laughs> everything's amazing. Uh, yeah. But saiko, saiko is a good one to know. That means, uh, th- do you know what this one means, saiko? Mm, no. Sounds a little bit like cycle. Uh, saiko means the best, the like number one, the biggest, ah. the best, the most amazing. Itchy bad. Um, so you can use it like in a in a scientific way, you know, if you want to say it's the greatest value, psycho, or most people just sort of say, oh, it's the best. So if you have a sip of some ramen, it's the best ramen you've ever had, you can be like, oh, psycho, uh, ah. ramen, psycho, it? It's like it's the, the, um, best. the watch brand, psycho. Maybe that's, that's uh, why they call it that. Spelling's a little bit different. <laughs> but yeah, you could uh, make an advertising campaign for... Psycho, 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 <laughs> the most amazing watch company ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Oh, we spent lovely. a day just walking around Tokyo, and um, we basically did it that Natsuki and I were just having this day out together, and the words came up naturally in conversation, <laughs> and then the sort of situation would, would uh, unravel, and then I would step out of the frame a little bit and talk to the camera directly, and Natsuki would like ignore the camera. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. It's kind of a weird feel. I've never done anything like that before, oh, talking... Like that. Kind of breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I've yet to look over the footage, but <laughs> I think it could work. Yeah. Um, and also this week, got the um, the Journey Across Japan epilogue coming out. I've been looking at your face all day, listening oh. to your voice, because I've been doing this montage of the cycle, and uh, there's a clip of you saying, you're the real monster, Chris. And I've <laughs> I agree with that. And I've blown that up in loud volume, and uh, that's my favourite part of the montage, which you might recall. Yeah, I do. You after I destroyed my, you your balloon. monster in Kyoto. I did. <laughs> but yeah, it's taken me a year to get to the epilogue. It's ridiculous. I finished the cycle, Journey Across Japan, one year ago. Only now is the epilogue done after we finished the whole series in August. So mm. it's a little bit late, but better late than ever. And um, it's kind of just talked about what happened behind the scenes and how much weight I lost or didn't lose. And... Uh, yeah, it's a nice little wrap-up, I think. Oh, so lots of people have been bugging me about that. So if you're wondering when that's coming out, ladies and gentlemen, probably Wednesday or Thursday. So by the time you listen to this, it should be out or coming out today. So cool. keep an eye out for that. Lovely. Anyway, 
But it is the Christmas season, and do you know what happens at the Christmas season in Japan uh, in terms of the work environment, Pete? What goes on? I imagine a lot of people just get very drunk, uh, which they seem to do all the time. (laughs) Well, have you had your work party yet for uh, the radio station? No, as I said, no, it's coming out uh, a couple of days' time. So I've had one Christmas party for Aircast, who provides our uh, our adverts and puts our show out effectively. and then I've got one for Stakhanov, which is our parent company, on Saturday. And I've got an absolute radio party on Wednesday. It's just constant. Bloody constant. Bloody hell. <laughs> you are going to have a lot of hangovers. But do you, um, do you enjoy the kind of Christmas party atmosphere? Yeah, as long as you don't go too Work mad. Party. I think it's all very relaxed. Nice to sort of take stock, see what you've all achieved, and just have a bloody good drink. Fair point. I don't. I don't have a single work party because mm. I am just a YouTuber. There is no work party. It's a bit depressing, really. I should just get the the Abroad in Japan team together, which is just me, Natsuki Ryotaro, <laughs> and just sit in a room and get drunk. Little, but that won't be happening. I um, <laughs> little hats on our heads, getting the Christmas spirit. But in Japan, they have this uh, work party season, mm. um, and as I said, they don't really do a lot for Christmas except Born Enkai. Have you ever heard of Born Enkai? No. I think I might have mentioned it a year ago. But do you remember it? I don't remember Born in You don't remember it. So, bor, Born means to forget, and Enkai means party. So, it literally means kind of the year-end party, forgetting the year party. And the idea right. is, no matter what the year has thrown at you, you can sit down with your work colleagues, have a drink, and just kind of forget the year. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of... In the recent in the recent decade, you kind of find that younger folks don't really like them so much because a lot of people, rather than seeing it like a party where everyone gets drunk and has a bit of fun, uh, it's more kind of they feel like they're being held hostage because it's not something you can really avoid. Mm. Um, you have to go to it. You have to drink a lot. You have to talk awkwardly to colleagues. Some colleagues kind of speak their minds a bit too much. I've been to quite a few. Obviously, back when I was a teacher, I used to go to one every year. And it's all right, but if you are a foreigner at a Japanese work party, you do have to drink a staggering amount. Um, they just keep coming and bringing alcohol. And I don't know if you know this, but in Japan, you can't pour your own drink. Mm. You have to like wait for someone to pour your drink, or you have to pour someone else's drink. So obviously, if you've got an empty beer glass, usually you have to hint by pouring your neighbour's glass. You sort of go, oh, do you want some beer? And then you pour it, and then they take the beer bottle from you, and then they pour your drink. And so you have to hint. And it gets a little bit awkward and weird. Um, but I think you'd quite like it. Yeah. I'll have to try and get you into one next year. As long as, it, uh, as long as it ends with a dance. I like a dance, Chris. You know me. Well, I remember one year there was a really big AKB48 song called Fortune Cookie. And uh, not, not a great song by all accounts. But we had to... Like, all the teachers got up and started dancing to this Fortune Cookie song. It was pretty <laughs> surreal. But, like, what's really interesting about Japan and the drinking culture and work parties is people change. They really switch uh, after a beer or two. Like, I remember vividly getting into a party, uh, getting into a born enkai, and you go in and you have the seating plan, the dreaded seating plan, which I suppose is awkward in any situation, let alone born enkai. Maybe it's a wedding, maybe it's a work party. Uh, You never know who you're going to sit next to, and usually it's someone you don't particularly want to sit next to. Um... But I'd always sit down at a table. None of the people I usually talk to were there. And half the teachers just ignored me at first because they didn't know quite what to do or how to communicate with me. And it's a little bit awkward. Yeah. But after one beer, they completely open up. It's like <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. They sort of switch. And uh, kind of, 
it's like after one beer they're like oh yeah we can talk to you now we're free um <laughs> and some of them are a little like open up a bit too much some of them a little bit racist in a friendly kind of racist way uh, and <laughs> and uh, most of them just ply you with staggering amounts of alcohol and um, I guess for the most part I enjoyed it but um, yeah after a few years it does wear on a bit and I'm not particularly envious of people that do have to sit through like born enkais yeah. um, and you can't miss it you can't really miss it um, but uh, you've, you've weirdly you often end up playing bingo of all things where's that come from? do you like bingo? <laughs> no <I> just- <laughs> It's just like a thing. In Japan, they love bingo. Right, You'll okay. sit down, you'll have a drink, you'll have the meal. There'll be like 40 years of speeches. They just don't stop doing speeches in Japan for whatever reason. And then they're like, right, bingo. And then, <laughs> no, I'm not even lying, you generally get like a little bingo slip, you scribble in the numbers you want, and then you play bingo. And it's really boring. But they love it. So, are you a bingo man? No, I, I mean, it's in Spend England, it's no. very much regarded as being a, a, an older person's pursuit with their mega dobbers and, and stuff, but uh, in the old bingo halls, the mecha bingos. But um, I think uh, maybe it's like a kind of luck thing. If you win the uh, Christmas bingo, your next year is going to be very profitable and prosperous. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we really won much in bingo. It was like a box of like biscuits, if that. Mm. But... Um, I don't know. I, I always find work parties a little bit awkward, though. Not just in Japan, but in general. Because you get your, your colleagues get drunk. And, you know, they'll often... Sometimes, I remember they'll say things and you kind of remember it. I'm the sort of person that will remember it after a night out. Oh, you know, no. Going to work the next week. And it's just there awkwardly, like the weird stuff people have said. I remember one work party uh, in Japan when I was a teacher, you know, one colleague who I liked and was nice was just opened up about how he hated all the colleagues and oh. just went on for like half an hour about how he hated them all and you know, you know you're supposed to forget these things it's a born enkai you forget the year <laughs> but i can't forget that when well, i'm sitting no. in the bloody office next week and all the teachers are there i'm thinking oh he hates them he hates yeah. them all <laughs> um i can't get that out of my head um <laughs> but the, yeah in japan it's all right apparently if you drink a little bit anything can be said and anything then you goes. Just have to pretend to forget it Exciting. But there you go. Next year, we'll have to do a Born Enkai uh, with you. A Born Japan Born Enkai. (laughs) Bring the viewers down. Hire out uh, Beer Hall in Rapongi or in Tokyo and invite the whole world down. The world's biggest Born Enkai. Do it. It'll be fun. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's dive into the fax machine. What All have right, we got, then. Mr. Donaldson? Uh, we've got an email from... E, my phone's playing silly buggers at the moment. Uh, from TZ, or Tuz, I think, maybe. I don't know how you really pronounce that, but uh, thank you very much for uh, messaging us on the fax machine. Dear Chris and Pete, hello. I don't know where you, uh, when you read this, or if you two will even read this. I just want to say that your podcast helped me during the Typhoon Kamuri here in uh, the Philippines. The typhoon flooded my house, which is nothing new, but I stayed in the kitchen during the night and tried to not get scared from the strong rain and wind going against my window. I sacrificed Sacrifice my phone's battery to listen to your podcast. You really shouldn't do that, TZ. Please don't do that. Um, I sacrificed my phone's battery to listen to your podcast, and I really gave, it really gave me the comfort not to get scared. I'm currently writing this in my school since there's no electricity, and the typhoon literally cut the line of my internet. Uh, sounds like mine, to be fair. Oh, my God. Uh, I just want to say that your podcast is amazing, and I listen to it whenever I'm doing house chores or during commute to school. Keep up the good work. Every episode makes me laugh. TZ, Tez... Thank you so much for messaging. Um, look after yourself during a typhoon. Wow. Don't waste your batteries on us. But thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, do, is it a he or a she? I'm not sure. But regardless, best listener baby, ever. Who cares? Sacrificing, yeah. sacrificing the last bit of battery on their phone Personal in a typhoon safety. to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I, if you think you're the best listener of the podcast, you've just been beaten by mm. TZ in Philippines. Um, the best of luck with the typhoon and stuff. Yeah, don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do that. Don't. don't um, but that's you, you often hear about typhoons in Japan, right? Um, not just because I'm in Japan, but they're often mm. reported in the world press. I think because Japan is a more economically developed country, so yeah. you know Europe and America relate to it. Uh, but Philippines get the worst of it often because they're not as well prepared for it. They don't have the infrastructure, and the typhoons hit them full on. Um, so I feel a bit bad for them. I I've, I really hope the situations kind of improved but um yeah best of luck tz i hope things get better and uh, spare a thought for the philippines mm. next time you're having a nice day because they seem to get a lot of typhoons there it's really quite yeah. bad um we've got one from mike from new york uh, it says hey chris and pete during a trip to japan earlier earlier this year i met 
different couples, two different couples, with one Japanese couple and uh, one South Korean... Sorry, hang on. Two different couples with Mm. one Japanese and one South Korean partner in Tokyo and Osaka. Then after coming home, there was all this news about the two countries' deteriorating relations. It surprised me to see these two young couples getting together, uh, but the countries separating. I'm curious about your thoughts or experiences on this. Also, listening to last week's episode where you guys read some great Japanese English reminded me about a gem I found at a random bar in Kabukicho in Tokyo. Enjoy. Uh, And Mike has sent us a photo of what appears to be Izakaya, just a Japanese pub restaurant, and they've got some sort of dish which appears to look... Well, it looks awful. It looks like (laughs) cucumber with tofu. Uh, But the description in English literally says, Soy sauce reckoning... Of the cream cheese. Soy sauce reckoning of the cream cheese. Wow. Uh, I don't know what it actually is. Sounds like it's some a, sort of um, cream cheese dish. Sounds like a Marvel film. Soy sauce reckoning? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like someone's racist like interpretation of a Marvel film in the right, Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soy sauce reckoning. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Well done. Um, as for the comments... Yeah, it's quite interesting. Obviously, South Korea and Japan are not in a good place at the moment. Their relationship goes up and down every couple of years. Usually, the governments of both countries, whenever things aren't going great, they like to kind of get a bit political, a bit nationalistic, Mm. um, and all things tend to go to shit. But, um, yeah, it's it's sad. It is sad. But uh, there's lots of South Koreans in Japan, and they get by by perfectly fine and... um, there doesn't be, seem to be too much hate going on here on the streets. It's more, uh, it's more on the TV, you know. Yeah. Um, it's true though. It's true. I remember when I was in Osaka, there was a. I went to a, just a hub, everyone's favourite British bar, uh, and I sat down with my friend Luke from Essex, who was there, and we sat down had a drink. And after about an hour, we had accumulated loads of random friends in this hub. We had uh, like two nurses from Japan. We had like a tourist from Taiwan, another girl, and another girl from uh, South Korea. And it was really nice. We had two British guys, uh, two folks from South Korea, two folks from Japan, another one from Taiwan. And they're all speaking English, all getting on perfectly fine. Yeah. And it taught me, A, the importance of English, uh, and B... That everyone in Asia, when they kind of take out the kind of government politics and nationalism, everyone does get on pretty well. Um, so that's my thoughts on it, Mike. It's mostly blown up in the media, and while there are genuine ramifications of it all uh, playing out in the the economy, for the most part, people just get on with it, and yeah. uh, it doesn't seem to affect too many relationships. I find. But there you go. Uh, what do we got next, Mr. Donson? Um, hello to Yuri. Hello, Yuri. Um... Hi, Chris and Pete. This is following on from last week where a, a guy, I think, wanted to date a Bulgarian. Uh, heard my question on the podcast and yes, thought I would yes, update I you. I already learned to greet everyone on the course in all of their languages, Bulgarian, Greek, Hindi and Romanian. <laughs> uh, so I knew she liked it, which spawned the idea. Unfortunately, she started dating someone before I was able to ask her at the end of the course. But I gained a good friend instead. <sighs> I swear I'm not disappointed. Maybe just a little. On the bright side, though, I uh, passed the CELTA, C-E-L-T-A, which I uh, highly recommend, <coughs> and I've started applying for jobs in Japan. <coughs> so all is well that ends well. Kind regards, Yuri. Yuri, to new beginnings and new horizons and new Jack, the wrestler. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I did rule of threes. I had to put a third one in there, but it doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. <laughs> do you remember Yuri's story? Basically, I do, Yuri yes. was studying a CELTA, the English language teaching course, and he uh, liked a girl who was from Bulgaria, 
and he wanted to chat her up or ask her out on a date in Bulgaria. Uh, and that happened last week. We said, let us know how it goes. We always like to follow up on a story here on the Abroad Japan podcast. And the, the end of the story is already dating someone. So that's a shame. Mm. But at least he ended it with a positive spin uh, that they're applying for a job in Japan. So best of luck, Yuri. I'm sure you'll find love soon. Uh, and on the subject of love, the last Ooh. we got a question here from Lisa talking about tinder hey chris and pete greetings from yamagata yes my favorite prefecture where i lived in north japan for three years uh, i'm currently teaching in this wonderful prefecture and love listening to the podcast on my walks to school my question is about dating in japan particularly the ta- the app tinder i am new to tinder in japan and i've noticed that most people here don't show their face on the app instead there's an onslaught of photos of ramen Grapes, cartoons, cats, or even yakiniku barbecue as profile <laughs> photos. What is this all about? Do Japanese people want to remain private at all times, even in a dating app? Why in God's name would I swipe right to a bunch of grapes or a box of cherries to take me out on a date? <laughs> Any other recommendations on how to meet people in Japan? Thanks and keep up the wonderful work, Lisa. Would you swipe right to a box of grapes, Pete? Well, the I mean, yes, bunch of, well, of course I would. They're, grapes are technically delicious. And if you put them in the microwave, they start sparking. Technically delicious. Mm. <laughs> I have you ever used Tinder in Japan? Have you ever no, used it in Tokyo? I, I think at we all? before. My friend, my friend lies. did uh, lies. My friend uh, did, uh, but they seem to use it as um, kind of like a friend, like a friend grabbing service. People just dance into a friend grabbing service. Maybe it's maybe it's just um, because obviously my friend was in a situation where he was leaving <clears> in that week, so maybe he was attracting <coughs> friends rather than. Um, lovers. Friends, though. <laughs> friend grabbing. Friend grabbing. <laughs> the world of friend grabbing. Mm. Um, I used Tinder once a few years ago. I actually made a video called How to Date Japanese Girls, and after that, it was kind of a satirical take on it all. I just mm. sat down with my friend Jackie, and we had a little bit of a chat. And then after that, I think I suggested, oh, I should make a video, Tinder in Tokyo. And everyone said, yeah, do it, do it, Chris, do it. Peer pressure, yeah. Uh, so I started researching researching for the video uh, mm. by basically downloading tinder walking around tokyo on it and seeing what happened and uh, yeah lisa's absolutely right i'd say like one in three or one in four tinder profiles it's just like a box of grapes or a picture of a salmon <laughs> or a mountain and they're just the most surreal profiles a lot of them are in english i remember one girl that i, I saw who uh, was on there an attractive girl her profile had i like ramen and sea world and that was it. That was her like description, her profile description. Mm. Um, suffice to say, didn't swipe right there. Because <laughs> as much as I like ramen, I am not that bothered about SeaWorld. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, people are a bit weird on Tinder in Japan. I think maybe it's because they don't want to be seen as being on Tinder. You know, it could be a bit awkward if you're in Yamagata. And to be fair, Yamagata, uh, I know folks that have used Tinder with success in Yamagata. Albeit, you have to pay for the premium Tinder version mm. where you can get access to anywhere because on normal tinder i think there's a 25 or 50 kilometer radius or something oh um, right okay but there's no people in yamagata there's a few thousand people in yamagata. so what folks would do yeah people would like pay for the premium version and then go to sendai which oh. is like three hours drive from yamagata or whatnot I see. Um, and i know people that did use tinder successfully would use it in sendai um or whatnot but that's my advice lisa pay for the premium version or go to Sendai because not much going on in Yamagata <laughs> in the world of love, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I suspect it's, too, it's just down to the fact people are a bit shy because it's a bit awkward bumping into your friend on Tinder. 
Mm. Uh, and yeah, but <laughs> best of luck. Honestly, Yamagata is not a great place for dating. North Japan in general, absolute nightmare. There's a reason all the young folks disappear and go to Tokyo because that's where the other young people are and that's mm. where love happens. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into to Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, as always, have yourself a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday or Thursday. Don't know what day it is. Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, Thursday morning. Yeah. No, Wednesday night. See you Thursday. <laughs> I'm confused. See you now. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Have a, have a good one. Happens. Get there in a minute. <laughs> Disgusting. Should we call a podcast that Where Love Happens? Where Love Happens. That'll be <laughs> the uh, the next podcast for the your radio, your podcast empire. Yes, Late Like Love Links. a Stakhanov production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.